the Christian faith is an invitation to seek after, to seek after the one who rewards those who seek him with faith. That's what Hebrews 11 is in Hebrews 11 verse 6 is saying that we are invited to ask the one who, res- who rewards those who seek him. He's a rewarder of those who seek him. And we talked last week of we're not going to put God in a box. We're not going to tell God how to do it. We're not going to tell God when to do it and what it, looks a lot, what it has to look like. And we're not going to become God's consultants. We're not going to say to God you have to do it this way this method by then and this is what it has to look like and we looked at that last week but still there's this invitation to express to God our desires, our wishes, our wants to come to the one who says to us in that place of relationship what's on your heart? what's on your heart? you sometimes hear people say you better not say that out loud because if you say that out loud that's exactly what God will do have you ever heard that? You better not say you don't want to go to that nation because that will be the nation he'll send you to as a missionary. We've had that kind of view that God's the kind of God that if he finds it makes you miserable, he'll make you do it just so you can grow in character. And so we suppress desire, we suppress wishes, we, we suppress wants, and we just say, I just want you to tell me what to do. Just tell me what to love. Just tell me what my life should be about. There is a place for that. I think we always remain servants of a king. And yet we also become sons and daughters of a great father at the same time. In which we have quiet trust in his goodness. And yet at the same time invited to ask. To express wishes and desires. He comes to us and he will say to you, what's on your heart? What's your passion? What do you absolutely love? He will ask us, what do you need? He will ask us, how would you love to feel? We can come to God and say, one of my wishes, wants, desires is I want to overcome anxiety or I want to overcome fear. I want to feel free of that emotion or I want to feel that emotion. This is my want, this is my desire. I want to feel overflowing joy. I want to feel hope. I don't want to feel hopelessness. He'll ask us, what makes your heart beat faster? What are you passionate about? How can I help you succeed in that? In Luke 15, is an amazing story of two brothers. One brother goes off, and remember the prodigal son, one brother goes off, squanders his inheritance. But there's also another brother, an elder brother, who, who it says was slaving away in the farm, slaving away working slaving away, being really, in that sense, really religious, really diligent, determined to get everything right. And then when he hears that the father is throwing a party for the younger son, who's just returned home from squandering, the older brother is indignant, angry and jealous and irritated and frustrated about the fact that the father is throwing a party for the younger son. And the father says, actually, I'm celebrating because my son was lost and now he's found. He was dead and now he's alive. And the, uh, the older brother says, look, I've been slaving for you. And I've not even had a young goat to celebrate with my friends. And it's amazing what the father says to him. He says, everything that's mine is actually yours. And I'm always with you. And you can have a party whenever you want. You just need to ask. 
But right now, in this moment, we're celebrating your younger brother, who was lost and now is found, was dead, now is alive. But it's this wonderful thing of everything that's mine is yours. Everything that's mine is yours. And that's the kind of family we get born into. That's what Jesus means when I call you friends. Friends share their resources with their friends. Have you ever had that? You go around someone's for dinner and they say, what's mine is yours. Yeah? Wonderful hot gift of hospitality. What's mine is yours. Everything you see in the fridge, you've got access to. Rochelle said that about her mum and dad in France. There's only Rochelle and the family who can go and find the fridge. And that everything in the fridge, what's in that fridge is ours. <laughs> ours for the asking, actually ours for the taking. Amen. <laughs> that you don't have even have to ask. Those things are there for you. And that's the kind of friendship that Jesus invites us into. What's on your heart? What are your wishes? What are your wants? What are your desires? Everything that's mine is yours. Friends share their resources with their friends. That's the kind of kingdom we've been brought into. And we, last week we looked at the other side, but it's in trust, it's in surrender, it's in submission, it's not entitlement, it's not presumptuous, it's not becoming like spoiled brats if he doesn't do it our way when we say, but at the same time we're invited to believe that everything that's his is ours. Amen. To come into that confident space where, actually Father, I'm always with you and you're always with me and everything that's yours is mine, I have an inheritance to spend. And it says that the elder brother could have asked for a party, but never asked. Yes. And it's true that James says sometimes you don't have because you ask for the wrong motivation. And clearly there's, a, there's, a, there's an asking of God because you want to um, serve and love others. There's an asking that's not selfish ambition. But sometimes we're so terrified of selfish ambition, and we're so terrified of becoming proud, and we're so terrified of entitlement that we never ask for anything or expect anything. And so we live in the palace, but we live in the palace as paupers who have nothing. Because we haven't accessed the reality that we're sons and daughters in, a, in the home of the good father. Everything that's mine is yours. And that we access that by quiet trust and growing in it. We grow from faith to faith, we go from glory to glory. And as we mature, and as he fathers us, and fathers the orphan in us, we become fully convinced and fully persuaded that he really is as good as he says, and he really will make everything that's his available to us. And so when we've got promises from God, when we've got prophetic words from God, when we've been reading the Bible and our promises jumped out, we're to confidently expect that his greatness, goodness and wisdom is going to show up in that. We're to be bold and confident and courageous because we know who he is and we know who has promised. And that's the kind of church that God is raising up. The kind of people that he's raising up in these days are people who have wisdom, who have solutions, are people who, who understand who God is and what God wants to do and understands the heart of God. Who understand that we are here on earth to extend the rule and the kingdom of God. That we are to be those who access the resources of the Good Father to bring transformation everywhere that we go. That we're to know who our Father is and tap into the resources of our Father so we can bring resolution and transformation to injustice. 